everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet with my friend, author and actress and mom extraordinaire, Sam Sorbo. Today, we're going to be talking about education, the culture, and a little bit of fun facts about the Sorbo family. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. People don't understand. They have dumbed down our literature. Oh, no question. So if you think, like like my kids were never allowed to watch Disney Plus. If you think that Disney has gone a little bit sideways. Which, they've been sideways for right? a long time. They've been sideways for a long time. Yeah. They started doing that to our books, to children's books, a long time ago. The origin of Dr. You know the origin of Dr. Seuss? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I never liked Dr. Seuss. I thought Cat in the Hat was stupid. And how dare thing one and thing two misbehave like that? And then get away with it scot-free. Like, what's that about? Like, it just didn't make sense to Fierce. me. Fierce. Okay? That's what I mean. <laughs> the the thing with Dr. Seuss is they implemented whole word reading in order to sell more books, but then they needed books for whole word reading. Mm-hmm. So they went to this guy and they said, we need you to create books from this list. Now, oh, if you understand wow. whole word reading. I did not know that. Yeah. It's the antithesis of phonics. It's the antithesis. So what it does is it limits vocabulary. Right. So they're literally trying to limit children's ability to read because if you don't have phonics, you can't sound out words. So you're never going to learn any new words reading, written anyway. And so they went to Dr. Susan. He said, well, that's a bunch of words. I guess the only way to do it is to make up nonsensical rhymes. And that's how we got green eggs and ham. I did not know that. Sam, I am. No, I won't eat them. <laughs> I won't eat them in a bus. I won't eat them something uh, yeah. that rhymes with bus. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just it made me angry it, when I, I read, when I learned it. I'm like, oh, because you just, well, you just realize, like, oh, my goodness. Like, we've just been lied to on yes. en masse, like, uh, yes. on such a massive scale, yes. lied to during COVID when uh, Rob McCoy was in the studio a couple weeks ago with me. And he said something, and it was it's one of my favorite quotes ever. And, in fact, I spoke in Austin last week, and I made a slide and quoted him. And he said, in the absence of courage, truth is an orphan. Yes. And I thought of all of the parents who know now that their kids are being lied to. They know that the schools are woke. They know that we're injuring our children, but they don't have courage. And we're, we, in the absence of courage, truth is an orphan. Yes. And in the absence of our willingness to stand up and say, this is wrong, we've got to do something as parents. And the first thing that you can do is say, I'm not going to allow you to, have, to uh, take the narrative anymore. And we take our children back. Our children belong to us. The Bible says that they were given to us as arrows in the hands of a warrior. And that means that you are a warrior. Yes. That, you know, your children are part of this incredible spiritual. My children are warriors also, and they're weapons. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and what we're doing right now is we're not fashioning a weapon. It's been right. for war in the schools. Right. And in fact, you set the kids out on the battlefield and they're not ready for it. No. And in fact, ready. what we're doing is the opposite. This is what the schools are doing is they're conditioning the children to comply yeah. with whatever. And that's what the masks are all about. Yes. The masks were never the the children never needed protection. Yep. There was never any proof that that the protection existed in the form of a mask and the children never needed protection. There was only one reason to mask children in school. And if that doesn't upset you and your local school put the mask for however long it put it in Mm -hmm. and you have already forgiven them, I have nothing for you. You are weak and you're not paying attention and they will have your children and that will be on you. Because we're here serving as warning for people. 
Yeah, we're like a canary in a coal mine. Yeah. You know, we're saying this is coming, this is coming, this is coming, and then we were just... Uh, Except we're not dying. The canary dies in the, the coal mine. Dies, that's that's not interesting. Keep, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep <laughs> I'm chirping. But, but we're going to keep chirping. But the reality is, is these are tomorrow's lawmakers. That's right. I mean, the country is moving this direction because so many of our parents have been asleep at the wheel. We decided while well, we pursue the American dream, right. we've been lulled to sleep by money. education, lulled to sleep by money, lulled to sleep by entertainment, and we thought, we'll go out and we'll give you our children. We'll give our children to Caesar. Well, what happens when we raise, when we send our kids to Rome for 13 years in a row and then they come out Romans and yeah. we're going, we're going to wait a second, you know, how come, how come you came out with this completely different ideology? Well, it's because we were sleeping at the wheel. Right. And I love your passion and just saying, you know, like Mordecai with Esther, you know, when Esther, right. Esther goes into this, this terrible situation, right? Where, you know, she could, she would have to risk her mm-hmm. life in order to speak to the king. That's right. And Mordecai knew that she was there born for that time. Right. And he didn't cut it's her like, um, It's pretty obvious that uh, you're there for this purpose. Yes. Like, I don't yeah. know what else well, you're saving yourself said, for. You could have said, listen, you know, it's very clear that God's tucked you away. So you just go ahead and stay tucked away. But instead he was like, listen, if you don't do this thing, Esther, if you don't have any courage, if you won't go before the king, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. Right. Because And that's the truth. And uh, every time I think about that, I think about the warriors that are yeah, out in front of this point. culture war right now that are like, you know, I'd love to sit and tell you a, a sweet story about how motherhood is hard and all the things. What were you expecting? Oh, you fair know? enough. What were we expecting? Were we expecting we're going to have kids and this is going to be easy and fun? No, everything that's worth doing in this life is hard. That's right. Marriage is hard. It's not worth it if it's not hard. It's not worth it if it's not hard. I mean, you've been married If it's free, it's worthless. I mean, you are married to Hercules. <laughs> I'll never admit that he's difficult. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Wait. I don't know. I didn't hear anything. No one heard anything. But the truth is, you you know, because you guys have been married for a while, right? How many years? 20, almost 25. So 25 years of marriage is enough to teach you. That marriage is difficult. It's a it's a series of my darling. Concessions. When we got married, he was half dead. He he had three strokes right before we got married. So we walked right into the fire. So marriage was harder. I got for worse before I had for better. Mm. Right? But you stuck it out. Oh yeah, I've chose it. Yeah. I said okay, that's yeah. what I'm signing up for. Yeah. And then I was his cheerleader, and and we got through it. And he's better for it. Mm-hmm. And but I saw I saw God's providence. I just. I had faith. I don't know. It was a gift. I just, I knew it. So you just, you you believe the promise. You put your head down and you go and you work it. And I loved what you said, you know, earlier this week when we were in our meeting, just talking about sacrifice and how we live in a culture that doesn't want, we don't like that anymore. This is what, okay. This is one of the, so I have in my message, I have, I have all of these really important points. That's one of them is our schools tell us don't sacrifice you can have it all. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. And you know that that's a lie. Like they say, oh, you want reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's education. No, it's not. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. But but we are taught to just accept it even though we know it's a lie. We mm-hmm. know it's a lie because it's not three R's. Mm-hmm. But, but it's also a lie because when you... Once you've learned how to read, you still know nothing. You're not educated. Mm-hmm. You just know how to read, mm-hmm. which means that you can go get your education, but we're not taught that. No. And what we're taught is sacrifice is not necessary and that it's bad. Just like uh, failure's bad. Mm-hmm. That's also a lie. Mm-hmm. Failure's great because teacher. because you eliminate the wrong thing <laughs> and you're, it's eliminated now. You don't have to make that mistake. Yeah. So, sacrifice is the greatest gift. That's why volunteer work 
shows you who you are as a person and you become you value yourself more because you are volunteering Mm -hmm. and sacrifice. Parenting is sacrifice, Mm -hmm. but it's the greatest gift Mm -hmm. because when you sacrifice, you increase your value. It's the weirdest. This is God's economy. Yeah, it is. When you sacrifice, your value increases. Get that. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and it's, it's God's economy. That's right. Right. When we, when we play by God, God's rules, I'm always saying God's blessings are not found out outside his boundaries. Well, it's you want to go outside his boundaries, right. whether it's family or marriage or money or whatever it is. And then you're like, where's the blessing? Right. Well, you blew it. You blew it. Yeah. You blew so, it. so that you know how wealth is created. So wealth is created in the exchange. So if, if I have, if I have a, a book and I've got a ton of these at home, so that's why I'm selling them because mm-hmm. I've got a ton and they are $15 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you want one and you have $15, but you've probably got $150. Mm-hmm. So $15 for you, eh, not that big. So we make an exchange. Who's wealthier? Mm-hmm. We both are mm-hmm. because in that fair free market mm-hmm. capitalist exchange, mm-hmm. you're wealthier because you got a new book. Yep. But I'm wealthier because I got 15 bucks and I got a ton of these at home. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. And wealth is created out of thin air. Yeah. That's God's economy. That is, that is the magic that he, only he creates, mm-hmm. right? And so when I say to you, it's in the sacrifice that you grow and increase your value. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, but... I don't want to sacrifice. And I'm telling you, you should be looking for every opportunity to sacrifice because that's how you increase. It's how you increase yourself. It's like you can never do an altruistic act because you always benefit. (laughs) It's true. But that's how it works. It is true. Yeah. That's God's economy. It's the blessing of the giver. That's right. And the person who receives. That's right. Yeah. And that's God's economy. That's right. I'm always so encouraged. Uh, We've got about five minutes left in the show. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Sam a little personal questions. You guys (gasps) stick around. I'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, you guys, so we're back, and in the last uh, few minutes that I have with Sam, by the way, thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having oh, me. Oh, my goodness. I've I'm, been meaning to come out here for a while, I'm and I'm so just glad. glad that we worked it out. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, you're a hoot and holler in good time. <laughs> she, she is opinionated. I'm going to quote it's, you on that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She's a hoot and holler in good time. I want to ask you a couple things. I know uh, listeners and people who are watching this on YouTube, and they're thinking, here's Sam Sarbo. You guys have been in the entertainment industry for a long time. Mm. And the entertainment industry is on fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, forget what just happened at the Oscars. It was on fire. <laughs> but I can't. But we can't. We, oh, we'll never get that image I'd love out of to. our head. Right, right, right. Uh, tell me a little bit about, so you guys have been married come, going up on, on 25 years. Yes. And you you have kind of, you have a very interesting story in, in, with regard to your decision really to pull back and be a mom. Right? Yes. You, you made a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. <gasps> right? The thing, no. Uh, it, but it's worth it, right? Yes. The most amazing thing. Tell yes. us a little bit about your family and uh, and how you and Kevin. So you guys met 
uh, on, on the, the set, set of Hercules, yes, correct? Yes. So you got to you got to just tell everybody that story because they're like, that's the girl we hear about her. Sometimes. It's a five minute story. It's a great story. So and it's in his book, uh, True Strength, and it's also in in it, we kind of I re 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 repeated it whatever in um, True Faith, which is the follow up to True Strength. But um, I would play a princess on There's Hercules, and uh, uh, it was the first scene that we did together and he kind of, I mean, we were flirtatious because it's just fun. You guys are in your twenties at this point, right? Yeah. I was yeah. probably 18. Yeah. I don't remember. Amazing. <laughs> she doesn't remember. Um, and, uh, so he was, but he was smitten right away. He, and he kind of lost it. So he kept going up on his lines. <laughs> He kept forgetting his lines. And I, w- I thought he was playing some weird joke. And I thought he was terribly unprofessional. And, like, he had the number one show in the world, and he's, like, forgetting his lines. Like, what kind of actor is that? That's just weird. It's this actor, this beautiful woman. In it, front of it was dressed like a princess. He turned to Michael, his sidekick, the guy who played Eolus. He goes, Michael, help me out here. And Michael's like, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. And I'm going, okay, what is going on here? Because I don't want to be the butt of the practical joke. I'm like, really... Come on. Yeah. So um, so they came and said, you need to sit down because we're going to do some lighting things. And so we went and sat in our seats. And um, so, I, so I said to the makeup artist, hey, do you have any breath mints? And all three makeup artists are like <laughs> whipping out the breath mints like they're <laughs> they're ready, you know. And I said, oh, oh, not for me, for him. <laughs> and he goes, oh, ha ha. All right. I'll. I'll take one. And I said, you know what? To be fair, I'll I'll take one also. <laughs> and then he leans over and he goes, we should see if these work. Oh, nice. That right? is smooth. Throws down the gauntlet. Smooth operating. And I am not one to like refuse a challenge. No. And I said, well, maybe we should. But I didn't move. <laughs> and so he came over to my chair and he leaned in and he put his hand on either side on my armrests and he leaned in. Is he in his Hercules outfit? Oh, yeah. Everyone, everyone oh, yeah. Knows, this is amazing. I'm dressed like a princess. Long, long. Mm. I had a wig. So long, long amazing. hair. My It was Baywatch BC, right? So my chest was up to here and <laughs> augmented and whatever. Taped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he leaned in and he paused and he looked me in the eye and then he kissed me. And that was it. That was it. That was it. That was just it. Mm-mm-mm. Man of my dreams. Right there on the set of Hercules. And then he nearly died. Yeah, that's not good. And I'm like, no, no, no. Not yet, not yet, boss. No, not yet, boss. <laughs> we, got, we got kids to have. That's right. We got, we got a world to change. We got, yeah, we yeah. got some stuff to do still. So. Yeah. And you guys are still in the entertainment uh, business, which I love. Yeah. Because you're bringing good things to entertainment, which is really, yeah. it's a I mean, it's horrible. If you go to Sorbo Studios and see all the stuff that he's done and the documentaries, I highly recommend. um, So there's Patterns of Evidence, uh, The Exodus, which he narrated. And then most recently he did one called um, Against the Tide, which Mm -hmm. is a film with John Lennox, who is one of the world's greatest apologists, who sounds a little bit like Winnie the Pooh. But he's brilliant and he's wonderful. He's Is a wonderful man. Really hard to listen to someone who sounds like Winnie no, Pooh. He's, he's brilliant. Oh no, he's not. He's it's just great. It's oh, like okay. a it's like a warm blanket and a cup of hot cocoa. Oh. It's just great. 
He's great. And there's so much humor and they have so much fun talking about the the proof of for the existence of God. And, you know, this guy's debated Hitchens and Dawkins and all of that. So Mm -hmm. um, so there's that one. And uh, yeah, we've we've just been very busy. Um, And yeah, my husband has been doing some really great putting out some really great product. I love it. Well, that's why we're here, right? We're not, that's why God put us here. He's got something he wants us to do and we're here to put God's a storyteller. He is. That's yeah. why we tell stories. Yeah. yeah. Figure he's onto something. Yeah, he is. Well, Sam Sorbo, you are a treasure. Thank you. Spitfire. And I just love hanging out with you. Usually it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you coming. And I so, I, I just, I, I love your passion for truth. I mean, that is what's in the crosshairs right now. That is why we're struggling the way that we yes. are. We have had such a hard time just telling the truth and having honest conversation. And I yeah. love that you bring that, that to it. Do I have two minutes to talk, to speak to that for just yeah. a second? Yeah. So I started a book club and it was, it happened sort of by accident. And I encourage people, go get um, Abolition of Man by C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. It's a three chapter, very short book. It's a series of three sermons that he gave mm-hmm. or, or talks that he gave. And it was written in the ni- is 1950. And it's so pertinent today and it is so deep and there's so much to chew on. And so have a party, invite a bunch of women over, just some friends and tell them, read this and just come ready to have a little discussion about it. And my goodness, if it doesn't spark conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I did that and it was just, it was just read this because I can't abide small talk. I just can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. come over. Let, let's That's have some fun. True. That's true about you. I don't have the capacity to talk about mm-hmm. the weather for three mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. And so a group of us got together and we were just having fun. And we sat down in, in a, like a round in the living room mm-hmm. and we just discussed this. And it was so meaty and so fulfilling that at the end, the women said, OK, when's the next one? Mm-hmm. Like, literally, mm-hmm. that's how it was born. And now we call ourselves the Inklets because we discuss C.S. Lewis because he's just so amazing, so deep and so so pertinent and so pertinent. So ahead of his time. But of his time. He was very of his time. It just happens. Nothing is new under the sun. Yeah, it just happens we're back. We've been here before. And that's why they won't let you study history because they want to keep you afraid. They want you to fear for the Mm -hmm. future of your children. Uh, What if my children never amount to anything? What if my children never make any money? What if my children can't support themselves? Mm -hmm. And they're lying. And the truth is your kids are more capable than you could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And your job is to set that free Mm -hmm. and not shackle it. Mm-hmm. With the education system, yeah. Did I bring that back around? It was okay. So good. No, it was so good. <laughs> Tell everybody again about your show. Oh, my um, show. Because I want them. I want to. Yeah, I want. People oh, thank to go you. And watch out. Yeah. Uh, the Sam Sorbo Show. It's available on YouTube and Rumble mm-hmm. and Locals. If you go to sorbos.locals.com, it's mm-hmm. on our channel there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also on um, Mojo Five O, which is a radio, mm-hmm. uh, internet radio. And on some other stations, I think Mike There's Gallagher runs it. And now it's on Anchor. Yeah. I love that. You and Anchor goes everywhere. Fan. So Spotify and yep. You guys know yeah. I'm a huge fan of Anchor. I've been on Anchor for uh, a little bit of time here. And it's, yes. been, it's been a good thing. Yeah. I also think um, it's important. And the reason why uh, I tell you guys to go and listen to her is because I think it's 
it's very unique in the time that we live in to listen to people who are willing to do exactly what the founding fathers said was going to be important for our time, which is to give of your time, your treasure, and your sacred honor, meaning you tell the truth in every in every situation. And you are a truth teller. You're one of the first people that I called when I said I was thinking about running for Congress. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Remember what you said? No. I do. I said do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sam was like, "What are you wait? What are you waiting for? Yeah, like, what? this is isn't a, a decision. Should you be filing right now? <laughs> Why are we on the phone? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks I, for telling me. Right, off you go. Off you go. Yeah, and and I remember you just saying we need more more truth tellers mm. in government, and we do because look at we got a whole bunch of people lying to us, and these leaders are steering our country right off. And the, the truth is dangerous, and that's mm-hmm. if you're armed with the truth, you are armed with an impenetrable fortress, mm-hmm. and they know that, and that's why they're trying to squelch squelch the truth. That's why YouTube's taken a number of my videos down already. What's going on? And Facebook removed my husband because he just tells the truth. You know, his latest tweet, what did he tweet? I'm Um, surprised Twitter hasn't taken it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, uh, Biden's foreign policies are as empty as the shelves in in his regime or something like that. It's like, well, it's true. It is true. It's a what? It is true. Well, we could do this all day long. Thank you for coming on the show. Let's do it again. Next time it'll probably be remotely unless I come down to visit you in Florida. Come and visit me. I should. Yes. Because, you know. You should speak at my conference. Wow. I'm just kidding. This is going to be a lot of fun (laughs) in the days to come. I can tell. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We appreciate it. If you want more information on Sam Sorbo, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes and I've linked back to her books today and the movies and to Sorbo Studios. I hope you guys will support the work that the Sorbo family is doing. It's just important for such a time as this. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. You guys have a great weekend and I will see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith.